Thank you, Pastor Matt. It's an honor and a privilege to be part of this body um, and uh, have a long association uh, with this group. And I know some of you for 40 years and I know some of you for a few weeks and that's all right. <clears throat> well, I, I know I, some would be disappointed if I didn't tell this next story. But there was this little guy about five years old. He had a baseball bat and a baseball and a baseball hat. And he, he went into the backyard and, and he was the announcer and he was the umpire and he was the batter. And he threw the ball up in the air and he swung the bat and he missed the ball. And he said, Steerite one. I'm the greatest batter in the world. And so he picks up the ball again and he throws it up in the air and tries to hit it, and he goes, Strike two! I'm the greatest batter in the world! And he's, you know, shaking himself, picks up the ball, and adjusts his hat, and he throws the ball up in the air, and he swings, and he misses again. Strike three! You're out! I'm the greatest pitcher in the world! All right. Well, I am not the greatest pitcher nor the greatest batter. I'm aware of my weakness this morning in many, many ways. But I have a word I believe that will help you, will be encouraging for you from the Word of God. And uh, if you want to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 22, we're going to be reading this and diving into it. Uh, there's two sort of almost diverse, different reasons why I believe this will help you this morning. And uh, I'm just wondering if anyone's heard of a little thing called COVID. Uh, I don't want to bring up all kinds of bad memories. But what's happened with COVID is uh, we had been encouraged to uh, self-isolate. And now one of the greatest problems, really, for many different age groups, um, seniors, and, and those who are in their young 20s uh, are especially noted that there's a big problem with isolation, feelings of isolation, and being isolated. And uh, it, there's, uh, the issue of loneliness is something that is very, very real. And uh, I, I believe that the scriptures this morning will help with that situation for those of you that will receive it in the sound of my voice, and whether you're online or on demand, or whether you're here in the room. Uh, according to the American Heart Association, uh, they published this article on August the 4th, uh, 2022. Uh, they talked about the fact that one in five uh, adults in the U.S. said that they often or always felt uh, lonely or socially isolated. And what happens is, uh, in a scientific way, they've, they've established the fact that isolation and feelings of loneliness, social isolation and loneliness, will increase the risk of heart attack and stroke. It's a very serious issue. And some of you have felt isolated. And those feelings of isolation are not the same as being isolated. Sometimes you can be in a crowd and you can feel lonely. Other times you can be alone for some time and you're quite comfortable. So the feelings are different from 
the, the social isolation itself, the feelings of loneliness, but all, uh, both of those two things are an issue. And uh, I believe most of you here will, will realize that either you've experienced it or you have heard of people that do experience it. It's a very difficult situation that, that the world is facing, actually, all around the world right now. And, uh, of course, there's story after story. I don't want to sort of make too much of this and take too long with it. But there's a, a bit of a, a vicious cycle here as well because the feelings of loneliness will create a, a motivation to stay socially isolated, which will increase feelings of loneliness, which will increase uh, people being uh, just feeling trapped and can't get break out of this social isolation, and it's, a, it's this vicious cycle. And then what often happens, and, and if, you've ever, if you've ever been, uh, you know, binge-watching Netflix or whatever, and, you know, you, you get into some bad habits, uh, whether it's eating the wrong kinds of food and snacking without enough physical activity, without physical activity. And so then now there's uh, uh, this, this connection between the, uh, the heart and brain health and then few, uh, fewer fruits and vegetables. I'm a terrible person to be talking like this because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wish I liked healthy food better than I do because I'm, frankly, I only eat healthy food because it's good for me for the most part, you know. I'd be happy with, you know, pizza and burgers most, and, and toast for breakfast. I, you know, that's just me. And, of course, um, even things like, like smoking increase, and, and I've seen that with people I love as well. And, and so there, it's just very, very complicated. So we have this issue in our culture um, right now in the world. And th the second thing that there is in, in the world today, the Christian world, is that church attendance is down. Now, I'm glad you're here, and, and I don't, uh, I'm not... I'm not sad that you're here. I think it's awesome that you're here. And if you're watching online, you know, there's many reasons why you might be watching online. But I, I, I say very often in our newsletter that we do, it's better in person, but we do have, you know, we do have the online service available for you. Not to take anything away from watching online, um, but the idea of, of watching uh, church is a little bit, uh, missing the point, okay? We need to be not just attenders in the building and taking up rows in the... In the it's great to have you here. I'm glad you're here, okay? But we want to go from attending and watching toward engagement. Right. And that's what we're going to be talking about as well. And if you feel like, you know, I, I just don't know the point. What's the point of getting up in the morning? And I'd rather have just you know, do church in my jammies. And, you know, it's, it's okay to reach out to people and be engaged from your home. That's, that's actually fine, if you could say it that way. But we need that face-to-face. -face. Uh, you know, this morning, you know, someone that I hadn't seen for quite some time, you know, gave me this hug, and I, I was so happy. It was, you know, one of those generic hugs. It wasn't weird or creepy or anything. It was just fine. But, you know, we... What, you know, we uh, we, we, want, we, want to, we don't want to just be watching from our couch or just watching from even the, the rows in the seats, but God wants us to be engaged with one another. 
So we're going to be going into this, and if you feel like, well, I'm not really that motivated to go to church, well, maybe this would help. Maybe this will help you with even that idea of, you know, should, should I really be doing this, or why should I be doing this? So we're going to read the scriptures, and, and then there's, uh, there's, how many points do I have? Five points or four? I got four points, and then we're going to close. It's going to be awesome. This is, this is an amazing scripture. Okay, you ready? Uh, Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. So now you are no longer strangers or foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's family, and together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And through him, you are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Wow. Let's just pray together. Lord, we know that spiritual words like this are understood spiritually and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be in this room and in the sound of my voice online. And I pray that you give us a heart to understand your precious word here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Being engaged, uh, it, it can be serving, it can be giving, it can be, be inviting people, uh, and, and being involved in community groups and life groups. I want to encourage you with that. And like I said, I want to read this. I wrote this, and I want to make sure I don't say it wrong. Today's message will provide keys to enrich your church attendance and engagement experience. Whoa. And show God's answer to the difficulties associated with loneliness and social isolation. And that's a, that's a very lofty sort of statement, I know. And, you know, sometimes people, uh, they, they think they might have enjoyed my message, and they'll say, good word, Pastor Mike. And, and most of you have heard me say, I have good material. And it's this book, and it's the words of this book is what the good word is. Amen. Hallelujah. So the first part of this verse, it's, uh, it, it says that you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but citizens, along with all of God's holy people, you are members of God's family. Now, anyone who belongs to Jesus belongs to everyone who belong to Jesus. And, you know, you are no longer strangers and foreigners. Now, these words are very real. A lot of you uh, have moved from outside of Canada and immigrated here into Canada. And there's that, that sort of that process. You, you come in as a, a visitor or a student with a visa, and then you, uh, you can apply for a permanent residence card and, well, permanent residency, and then you get your PR card. And then as time goes along, hopefully, uh, you'll become a citizen of Canada. And that's, you know, that's the way it, it kind of goes. And this is, this is what was happening spiritually and culturally, culturally when this uh, scripture was, was written. There were uh, people, there, there was a lot of sort of uh, uh, prejudice against outsiders 
uh, even those who were visiting. They didn't really welcome visitors. They were kind of, uh, uh, they were kind of, uh, you know, skeptical about whether they should be allowed to be there or not. And the citizens were the ones who were accepted. And Paul is talking to people who were outsiders. And maybe you're here today and you feel like, well, you know what, I'm just on the outside looking in. Now, if you're, a, if you're new, like if this is your first or second time here, those feelings are natural. Uh, if, you, if, you know, if you aren't part of the church, well, you, you don't feel the same as people that have been here for many, many years. But that's, that's okay. The point being, as Christians, as people who embrace Jesus, there are no outsiders. There's no, there's no people that are just visiting there's no people that are, are just sort of got a, you know, some kind of a card that lets them in. But you're actually citizens, fellow citizens with God's people, with God's holy people. I think the, the word in the Greek is, is saints. And you may not feel like a saint, but, you know, you never attain to being a saint on your own. It's only by God's grace. And that saint, and being holy or being a saint just means someone Someone who has been brought in by God and made new on the inside and given a precious gift of holiness, righteousness. And that's how a person becomes holy. And I'm not holier than thou, but I am holy because God has given me that precious gift through the blood of his son that was shed on the cross for us. And so you, there are no outsiders in God's house. You know, we've got a house and there's people that are outside, but people that are part of the family, people that are part of the family, you know, we just, we just tell them just knock and come in. Like you don't, you don't even have to knock if you don't want to. If you're part of the family, our kids, you know, our adult kids, they just walk in the door. If it's locked, you know, we apologize because it's not meant to say anything. But there are outsiders, and there's insiders. And if you want to be an insider, you need to embrace Jesus. But once a person has embraced the, the grace of God through Jesus Christ, then there are no outsiders. Amen. Number two, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And um, it, it, um, I, I wanted to point out the, the house that I chose for the graphic. I searched for one that had... Um, uh, stonework, not bricks, but stonework. And there's, there's a reason for that. But it says, together we are his house. <clears throat> together we are his house built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We just finished a, a, a sermon series at, over the summer. We did it when we were at Life Center. And you can watch it again online if you'd like. And it was called We the Church. And we're connected all the way back to the original apostles. The church is just one organization that's seen many different changes. And there's many different flavors, many different kinds of expressions. You know, if you go to the city of Nairobi in Kenya, you'll see an expression that's different from ours. And then if you want to go to someplace that's even different than that, you just go into the rural areas, and it's different again. It's very different. I've been... I've been to, I've been to uh, the property that, that the phasers showed in Tanzania, I, but I haven't seen their new place yet in, in uh, Kenya. So uh, we're all in this together. Uh, it, it talks about the fact that we are to work together to serve one another, to build up one another. 
we are his we are his house we are members of God's family and what the way it works is that we are meant to be looking after one another just like family uh, there's there's over 60 references to quote-unquote one another in the New Testament things like serve one another bear one another's burdens teach one another accept one another be devoted look at that be devoted to one another encourage one another now I I have a way of uh, kind of just being in your face and then withdrawing again I'm gonna do that right now you ready I wonder who do you love okay who do you care for and you can put your arm around your wife pastor Matt and that's really good but I think I think we need to go a little bit beyond our little own little family and care for one another in a corporate in a corporate manner and it's awesome it's you're a good example to me of how to love a wife you're a good man pastor Matt that was good but we want to we want to go beyond that we want to go and you know and if you're if you're uh, feeling like well no one reaches out to me well um, you know I have to tell you that that you have an arm to reach as well you have a phone to text and message you have a phone to make a phone call generally speaking there may be someone here without a phone if you want one maybe I can find one for you I, I might have an extra one you'll have to pay for your own plan though okay um, so this the third point here is that we are in chapter 2 verse 21 we are carefully joined together in him and here's here's the the wall you know oh that there that's it right there the the brick wall and uh, all different sizes and shapes of people physically spiritually we have people that you know have have a fair bit of money we have people that are just really barely getting by we have some that have a PhD and others you know may not have finished high school we have all different kinds of people all different backgrounds people all different uh, races and uh, people from all over the world it's so exciting that we have this variety and we are meant to be joined together and not just you know people of color with people of color and you know I love listening to the, you know the Filipinos talking Tagalog I just I always tell them that's you know don't stop when I come up I just it sounds like music to me it's just awesome you know I love all the different languages I'm terrible with languages I wish I was better uh, but anyways we the point is, is that we, we're all different. And First Peter says, chapter 2, verse 5, you are living stones that God is building into a spiritual house. And now, here's the thing. Uh, back to me meddling in your life again. Um, Hebrews, it, it says, don't neglect the gathering together in church. Okay, I'm not talking about so much as a meeting, a meeting is this kind of a meeting is sort of like well this is a safe place to practice what we do all through the week and like-minded and there's this opportunity I'm going to talk about this in my last point but there's this opportunity to worship together and experience God's presence we have God's presence everywhere we go but there's something special about gathering together to worship him and so we have this opportunity to be you know gathering together to be together but look what it says here in in Hebrews 10 think of ways to motivate one another 
Now, in Canada, we don't really do that a lot, you know, tell people what to do, because after all, you can't tell me what to do. But so now, and because we aren't allowed to do that <laughs> with our people around us, we have to think of ways, creative ways, to motivate someone else. And so we can show them by example, we can reach out to them, we can, we, we can, be, we can help them, we can encourage them, we can, when they do do it, and most people do at least, you know, occasionally. So when we see someone reaching out and showing love, we can say, way to go, we can encourage them, we can think of different ways to, uh, to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And it says, don't neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. So if you, if you um, a lot of, you know, sometimes you might realize or feel like, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in church. That's just like a little simple way to, to realize, okay, I should connect with them. I should, I should reach out. I should give them a phone call or, you know, go and visit them or bring them an apple pie or whatever it is that we want to do to encourage uh, Ephesians 4, this is so important. Ephesians 4.15, it says this, God makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You know, we have awesome, awesome pastors in Pastor Tanya and Pastor Matt, but they are not the only ministers in this house. Amen. Every one of us is called to minister. Every one of us. And we are meant to provide uh, spiritual nourishment and encouragement to other people in our sphere of influence. God's given them a sphere that is different now than my sphere, but if that's great. And we're all different. We all have different people in our lives inside the church and maybe outside the church. But God help us to do our part, every one of us. And that's actually, you know what really joins people together in church, the way it actually works? It's when you and I, when we fulfill our ministry and we encourage other people, the blessing flows back and forth, and that's like the glue that holds the church together. And that's the nourishment that makes the church strong. So if you think, you know what, this church could use some work. I agree. But the way it's going to get stronger and, and growing and full of love is when everyone, when everyone is operating yeah. together. And last but not least, you know, you too. You too. It says, through him, you also are being made part of this dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. Do you realize that God lives within each and every one of us when you open your heart to Jesus? He comes into your life and makes you new on the inside. It's such a beautiful thing, right? Anyone with me? I'm almost done, so you can start getting enthusiastic again, okay? But there's something special when we come together. And Jesus, like Pastor Matt said earlier, um, maybe it was in the pre-service prayer, I forget when it was he said it, but, you know, when we are gathered together, Jesus said, when, I, when you're, so even two or three are gathered, yeah. you know, I'm there among you. Yeah. And the church of God is God's house. Yeah. 
you and I, we, in one sense of the word, yeah, we're, we, we are sort of self-sufficient in that, you know, Jesus is in our life and we're with him and he's with us and that's good. But there's something deeper that God has for the, for the world and that is that the church of the living God is his house. And it's, we're joined together. We can worship God. And I'm just going to uh, close in, in, with this scripture in Romans chapter 15. It says, may God help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come together, we are the church, and we have one voice. And, and that's the number one thing we have. It's the one and other stuff, of course, but really the number one purpose and the number one place uh, and the number one passion that God has for his church is that he can dwell in the midst of his people who worship him. Amen. He is among us. Amen. So, church, no outsiders. We're all in this together. You belong. We're carefully joined together. And you too. You too. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Matt.